are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, we're going to be talking about the life and the power of words. I want you to understand some things that I believe the Bible gives us some accurate word on, and that is that words are alive, they live. In fact, Jesus said it this way, and one occasion, and more than one occasion, emphasized it or inferred it, that the words, he says, that I speak, they are spirit, they're life. So... I think one of the problems is that most people don't realize that words are powerful, that they're really living substance. And as we go into the Scripture and begin to talk about this, why I think as we build the foundation, when you come out of this study of life and the power of words, your words will be few. But when you speak them, they'll mean something to you. Because, you see, there's no life in some people's words at all. There's no life there because there's no faith there. You see, it's faith that causes the Word to live. Now, someone said, well, now, Brother Caps, didn't God release faith in His Word? Yes, God released faith in His Word. And His words are alive to Him. But, you see, unless you release some faith in His words as you speak it, then it's a dead book as far as you're concerned if you don't believe what God's Word said concerning you. Now, just by way of introduction, I want to make some opening remarks that'll kind of set the stage for what we're going to talk about here and how we approach it. Hosea said, God's people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Now, he's saying some things that I think most of us know right now, but in that day, I'm sure it was a revelation to them and still a revelation to many people. That's Hosea 4, 6. He says, God's people are destroyed. Now, notice he didn't say, because the devil's so great, he's so powerful, and he'll just run over you roughshod, and you just can't do anything about it. That's the reason that God's people are destroyed. No, he didn't say that. He said, God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Failure to have knowledge and understanding, and because of that, they're destroyed. Now, when we talk about the life of words and the power of words, sometimes you get into some things that people have never even thought about, much less meditated on, and they've never given any thought to it at all, because sometimes we just learn some things growing up in life that just weren't true at all. And I know that you've probably heard this. I heard it when I was growing up in children's church somewhere. I don't know where it was, but I remember. They sang this little song. They sang, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. Words will kill you. Especially if you don't know how to operate in the law of the Spirit of God or in spiritual law concerning the Word of God and your words. Now, your words will destroy you quicker than someone else's words. But yet, other people's words will work against you and cause you severe problems in life if you don't know how to combat that. You get people talking, well, you know, he's going to fail, he'll never make it. You watch and see. 
And you get 50 or 100 people talking against you like that, and you can't figure out where all the problems are coming from. You can't understand why all these things are happening, why all the things are going wrong. Let me just tell you, Christian people, people that are born again, are the most dangerous people in the world with their mouth because they believe what they say will come to pass. Many of them do. I mean, when, especially when they talk in your problems, <laughs> they believe that everything they say about it is true. They're releasing faith in a negative force. And if you don't know how to combat that, then you really got problems. Now, I know that some of you may say, well, I just don't believe, you know, that other people could have that effect on me. But they can because there is release of negative forces and negative faith. Now, I've got good news for you, though, about that. I want you to turn with me if we'll get into the scripture there to uh, Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Now, here we find a passage of scripture that we'll refer to on many occasions during the teaching on this subject. But let's read from verse 12. It says, For the word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, to the piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now notice here that the writer makes this statement, says, for the word of God is quick. Now, the word quick in the Greek here, when it was translated out of the Greek, does not mean the same as quick today as we usually use the word quick. It means alive. The word of God is alive. One translation says it is a living substance. God's word is a living substance. It's a living force. It's a vital force. It is filled with faith. Not just anybody's faith, it's God's faith. That's why it is alive, it is vital, it is alive, it is a living substance, it is powerful, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Now the two-edged sword referred to here is the tongue. God's word is more powerful than any word that can be spoken against you or against God, or against any individual, God's Word is more powerful than that. Now, if you begin to realize that what God has said is what's going to stand down through time, not what man has said, but what God has said, unless, of course, man speaks the same thing that God says. Now, here he says that the Word of God is quick and it's powerful. It is alive. It's a living substance. And I want to just talk about that for a minute before we go on to the rest of it. It's a living substance. It is alive. Jesus said in John the 6th chapter, verse 63, he said, The words I speak unto you, they are spirit, they are life. In other words, he said the words are life. Proverbs says, There are life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. All their flesh. Healing for the body through the Word of God. So God's Word is alive. It's a living substance. It is the life of God. It is the anointing and life of God that's in that Word. Now, when you look at this in the light of this verse of Scripture, telling you that it is quick, it is powerful, it is sharper than the two-edged sword, 
It is sharper than anyone, more powerful than anyone's tongue. Now, this is why I said in the beginning there that if you don't know how to combat what people are saying against you, then you may be in a heap of trouble down the road somewhere. Because a lot of people, good Christian people, bless their darling hearts, but they're confused, don't understand, have no understanding concerning the words they speak, will speak curses on you. Now, someone said, well, I don't much believe in that speaking curses. Well, you don't believe what Jesus said and what he taught. (laughs) Because the Bible says that he put a curse on the fig tree. And he did it with words, words spoken, released out of his mouth, spoken in a negative fashion against a fig tree, an inanimate object. And the thing withered and died. Now, you see, there's been many a business deal killed the same way. Some of you, in your business, in the situations that you've had problems with, you can go back now, and especially after you hear this, and go back and analyze and find out why some of the things happened that did. It wasn't God's fault at all. It's because we released negative forces. Instead of speaking life to that situation, we spoke death to it. We proclaimed that it would fail. It wouldn't succeed. Therefore, it did exactly as we prophesied. And then God, he got the blame for the whole deal. (laughs) Well, it must not have been the will of God. But you see, our words spoken release a force. Now, if someone speaks against you and talks against you, somebody said, how am I going to control what people say about me? Well, you can't. You can't control what they say about you, but you can stop it from being effective by taking God's word, what God said about you, and proclaiming, speaking what God said, and proclaiming. They may be prophesying, you're going broke, you're going to fail, you're not going to have the money to make the payment at the end of the year on the business that you went into, and whatever. But if you're quoting and speaking and proclaiming God's word, then they've got a problem on their hands because it's not going to turn out the way they prophesied. Now, see, the reason that God's Word is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword is because God's life forces in it. It is the Word of faith. The Apostle Paul called God's Word the Word of faith. He said, that is the Word of faith which we preach. Now, God's Word is filled with faith. That faith is the life force. It is the energy. I like to say it this way. It is the divine energy of God. Faith is the divine energy of God. Now, it's been released into His Word. And that's why the Word of God, it is more powerful. It is alive. It is a living substance because life is in it. God spoke it in there. It's released in it. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. Our offer all this week is DVD offer number 7884. It's entitled Intent of the Word. It's a 96-minute DVD video for $20 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $25. You know, it's important to know what the intent of the Word is. Somebody said, well, you know, the Bible says... Yes, but what did it say that about? Whatever it is, you find out what it was dealing with when it said that. If you take it out of context, you're going to come up with an erroneous doctrine. 
Now, in this video, we go through the scriptures showing how it's important to learn the intent of the word. Don't just take things as it seems to be. Study it out. In John chapter 9, the disciples were with Jesus, and they said, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now, they thought the man was born blind because either he sinned or his parents sinned. And Jesus answering said, Neither has this man sinned nor his parents. Now, you have to judge that on the context of it, because we know the man's sin, we know his parents' sin. But he's saying that's not the cause of him being born blind. So that's the intent of what he said. But that the works of God should be manifest, I must work the works of him that sent me. So he didn't answer their question other than say, neither one of the things you said was right. But he said, I'm going to work the works of God. Now, he spit on the ground, made clay of the spittle, gnawed the man's eyes, and said, go wash in the pool of Siloam, and... When he washed, he came seeing. So here's the intent. Jesus said, neither of your answers was right. Neither the man's sin nor his parents' sin caused him to be born blind. It might have been a birth defect. But he said, I'll work the works of God. And when he worked the works of God, then he could see. That proves it was the work of the devil and not the work of God. That's DVD offer number 7884, Intent of the Word. It's a 96-minute DVD video for a total of $25. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.